Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is Damaris Maria Grossman, and this is the Mindfully Integrative Show. And today we have a wonderful mindful chat with Todd Nyholm. He is a somatic therapist, and he does many of things with his clients to help them heal better. And he is going to tell you a little bit more about himself. So thanks so much for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you. Yeah, I, I'm, I really look forward to your time and I appreciate you um, giving the audience some of your insights and where and what you're doing. So, of course, as I ask people first is kind of what's a little fun fact people may not be able to find you when they're looking you up. Um, yeah, so I like to study languages. I actually have a degree in modern languages, which means I studied German and French, and Spanish and Japanese. And it's just a lot of fun for me to look at life through different languages keep my mind challenged. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. To keep the mind thing. challenged. What's your favorite language? I really do like Japanese and German, um, oh. partly because the experiences I had within them, you know, with the people I knew and that kind of thing. So my ex-wife was from Japan and I had a lot of wonderful experiences. Oh, your wife's from her. Japan. So you've been to Japan. I've been six times, you know, six times. So. Oh, that's awesome. And oh, yeah, that's it's great. Yeah. Um, I had friends that were living out there for a period of time oh. and they, they had to live there yeah. for work and then they moved back. But so, you know, a lot of Japan, Japanese and you said German also. Yeah. And I lived in Germany. I went to school there for a year. And so a lot of cool experiences there as well, you know, traveling around and meeting people. German, and, German and Japanese are not easy languages. No, but they were both kind of fun for me. I had a much dif more difficult time with French, just like getting my mind around it for some reason where okay. Japanese came a little easier in German too. And maybe it was because I was speaking with my girlfriend at the time and so I had a lot of enthusiasm and it was fun, you know, to learn. Oh, more. nice. Okay. Yeah. Is she now your wife? She, she's my ex-wife now. She oh, ex-wife. Sorry about that. Japan. That's okay. We just kind of had different life paths and we were, we had a really cordial break up, you know, and everything. So I'm, she's doing well in Japan now. So yeah. Oh, well, you learned a lot and you, you could still travel out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. So, um, so let's kind of go into kind of where, you know, you became this somatic therapist. So of course, I'd love you to explain what that is, but um, what kind of gets you from there? Like, tell us a little bit about, I mean, this is where you started to kind of get into that. Sure. Well, look real quick. I'll just tell you what I mean by somatic therapist. So you know, I use rolfing and structural integration and I'm using acupuncture and acupressure, sorry, um, shiatsu and Traeger work and a bunch of different things that no one's really heard of before. And so one of my teachers that I was learning from, he's like, you know, I just call it somatic therapy, you know, and he was telling me that 25 years ago. And it's just easier, you know, because the business card gets too long and all that. So it's a lot of hands-on things and then a lot of talking to people with some energetic um, integration in what I'm doing. 
Um, and I got there because I've had health problems since I was a kid and I was trying to figure some of that out myself. And I also went through some pretty severe trauma when I was a kid with a crazy person that lived in my neighborhood. So I've been trying to like improve my life and improve my health since I, as far back as I could remember. Um, and partly I got to all this because now I feel better than I've ever felt before. I'm a whole new universe now with all the things I've been able to do and the help I got and the methods I put together. And so I wanted to put all that together for other people. So people like me could find it. I just imagine some kids out there and he's eight and he's like, how do I solve this problem? I don't see any hope. So I'm trying to get everything that I put together and I kind of standardized it and I put it into a form so that I could pass it to people. And that's kind of how I got to where I am now. That's great. What has been um, for you, like with that, your what's your favorite part of your somatic energy, somatic therapy? Yeah, so, I mean, overall, it's just helping people who couldn't get help anywhere else. So like when I'm at work, that's my favorite thing. Someone comes in and for 20 years, they've been struggling and I'm like, okay, we'll see what we can do. This might not go quickly, but I think I can help you. And if I can't, I can probably get you to someone who can. And I, I kind of love giving people that kind of hope, you know, and kind of working through that. So that's my favorite thing about, you know, what I do. And I've been doing this about 19 years now, you know, running my practice. And so I've gotten a lot more efficient over the years. So it's, yeah. it's less about yeah. thinking about how to do it and, but more how, how to help somebody directly. So. Yeah. Yeah. And how, on average, how, how long are you with your clients? Uh, anywhere from 30 minutes to 90 minutes, um, somewhere in that bracket, depending on their age and what they can handle and what we're doing for them. So, and, and then how do they stay with you for a few months, six months, a year? Some of them they're in and out kind of quickly. Cause they want me to fix something kind of quickly. Yeah. And other people I've been taking care of for probably 17 years and they oh, come in and a lot of cool things I can do to help their health just improve after we get them over whatever ailment they might have. And then I see a lot of like cowboys and ranchers and they're kind of constantly hurting themselves in interesting ways, getting thrown off bowls <laughs> and horses and stuff. Cause you know? you're, you said you're out, out in Wyoming, right? I'm out in Wyoming. Yeah. So I see a lot of interesting, you know, people who are really working seven day weeks dealing with cows and they're on horses. And, and then I was in martial arts for a long time. So I see a lot of martial artists and they come in with all kinds of interesting problems for me to work through too. You know, so. wow. What what do you find um, with your clients? What is, what has like, is there a story or um, for you that stands out or for, with maybe even a story within your family that you'd like to share that helped, you know, did you help any of your family members with this or, or a client that you'd like to share? Yeah, with my, my family, they haven't always like, they don't always come up to see me because they don't live around here. And so it's a long drive. And so when I see them on holidays, they're like, can you help me with this and help me with that? Right. Um, some of my more favorite things like working with people is actually getting people back so they can walk again. Like particularly, I you know, see someone get thrown off a horse and they crawl in to come see me or they're wheeled in, you know, and I get their body back together and kind of get their mind back together then we can get them up and doing things and get, and get them back on the horse and give them a little bit more intelligent way of taking care of themselves. So they don't do that again. You know? so. okay. And has it, have you felt like um, your work, you know, when you're working with these patients, like I say patients for me, I mean, clients, um, yeah. is it satisfying the one patient, even if they see you or satisfying just even that, like, you know, the ones that keep coming back, like, what do you think that the reason they do keep coming back? Or if they yeah, have, think, they say to you. Yeah, mostly I think they're surprised like that after I get their body doing better, I can help them out a lot with what's going on in their inner life, you know, and that's kind of my big passion and why I started writing books and why I started making videos because yeah, well, I mean, it's great. Talk to me about the the books that you've written. Yeah, so I, I have two out and the first one's called Odd. 
um, what did I call it? Ah, oh, food. Why do you trouble me so much? And it was oh, like, food. yeah, yeah. And so I was having so many problems with it and I was trying every diet you can imagine. And I couldn't get certain, I couldn't get myself to do better. And uh, so I made something that was sort of a mental and emotional approach that kind of got around sort of the fad diets. And with that, I lost, I think 50 pounds in a few months and I've been able to keep that off. And it was a huge thing because I looked at the triggers from when I was a kid and the things around my, my health journey that I kind of got into using food to help deal with the pain I was in as I was figuring out what some of the problems were. So I had a whole series of infections that took me, I don't know, 30 years and 50 doctors to find someone who could figure out what was going on, you know? And so as I was going through the treatment process with that diet became, I mean, I've been looking at it for decades at that point, but the combination of the two was kind of important. So my first book handled that. Um, the second one I called, ah, brain, why do you trouble me so much? I'm looking over here. Cause I was looking oh, at yeah, it you this can morning. Show the book. We have a video. So those that are watching, yeah. So, so I yeah, want people so to reach you at some point. So ah, brain, why you trouble me? Ah, food, why you trouble me? Super important. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the titles I make mean, me laugh. Yeah. I mean, you're a somatic therapist, but you're also an author. So, I mean, people do need to know what, what made you come up with that? You know, what, what happened with uh So what's going on with the ah, brain? You troubled me so much. Let's talk. So about that was that. a big, yeah, it was a big picture book. And a lot of the methods I made to heal myself, I realized at some point was this mind, body, emotion category, you know, and you, you couldn't, I, there was things I knew I couldn't heal without figuring out some of the things that were going on with my mind and with emotions, with sort of a spiritual connection to life. And so what's in that book is really big picture stuff about how to work with that inner world, how to see it more clearly, how to sort of break down some of the programming and become more authentic, how to work with yourself and make decisions, make conscious decisions so that you can go through a chart and say, how will this decision affect the rest of my life? Um, and so I made that book, um, partly when I was kind of sick, I wanted to get some of the ideas I'd been using out of my head. And so I made a really big picture book and I packed a lot and that became this all brain. Why do you trouble me so much book? So which one was your first book, the book, the brain or the food? The food one was the first one I published, but not the first one I wrote. So okay. I'm kind of in this phase of stacking them. So I have two manuscripts ready to go and I'm writing one now, which I think will end up being book three because it's a bunch of specific methods for triggering your nervous system and getting your brain Congratulations. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah it's cool stuff. I, I really like it. And I want to get as much of that out to people as quickly as I can. And so, you know, I spend some time alone. I, I live in a cabin kind of by myself. So I get a lot of time to write. And at this point, I can write pretty quickly, you know, and so it's things are coming out in an interesting way. So. That's so I, uh, I commend you for that. I, I um, admire that you're able to write as much. I have toddlers and, uh, and other work that sometimes I, as I have all of this in my brain and I get out so little by little, this book will come out eventually. <laughs> People write in different ways, right? <laughs> Um, but yes, I commend you for being on your third book. That's quite an achievement in itself. And the fact that you've been able to connect with your own mind, body and, and, um, education to then bring it out to other people is really important. Um, what would you say is kind of, um, a reason for your success now? Like, cause you're in, seem to be in this self-discovery, like you've been writing. What do you think is one of the reasons why you've kind of like been able to overcome these trauma challenges that you talked about? I've thought about that a lot because I've met people who had similar problems to me that it kind of beat them down. And they're some of them have haven't left their parents' basement in decades, you know, and it's right, right. kind of, yeah. I want to know like, your well, point of view, because I can tell you my point of view and then you tell me yours. 
Yeah. I mean, some of it I think is active desperation. Like I'm going to figure this out and right. I don't care who's in the way. I don't care what I have to do. If I have to read a 4,000 year old text or go to Tibet or go to, you know, go to Japan to find the answer, then I, I was willing to do that. Um, you know, and I think it kind of suits my my authenticity, I think, in a way, too, because I'm really curious and I really want to know how things work. And when pushed against a wall, I just I can't back down, you know, and it's one of the things I really noticed about myself with some of that. It's like there were times I could have given up and the pain would have ended, but I just I can't, you know, and, and for me, that was kind of an interesting discovery. And then figuring out certain things, even when I was younger, I have meditations that I was doing at eight or nine, I'd sit in the backyard and I would do this meditation and I'd feel wonderful. And I didn't know that's what it was then. I just sourced it inside. And so that helped me a bunch. And then later on, I'd mention it to teachers like, oh, you can't do that on your own. You need someone to teach it to you. And so then I got a little off my path and I had to come back to it, you know, in terms of my own way of getting there. So I am curious what you would say is um, why. Some so I, so I feel like when it comes to um, your path of like that positive versus negative transition, I feel like from my own trauma, because people do ask that and they say, Hey, how did you overcome? I do think that there's an innate ability within an individual that some are willing to get past. I think all of us are struggling in some way. And like you said, some are sitting in the basement and others decide, no, this is not the path I want. As you probably teach in your books. And as I talk about a mindful way every day, it's like, I believe that there is that wall or that direction. You have a choice. It's just getting past that really kind of murky, dark stuff and be willing to see if there is solution. So for me, I was like, yeah, people said, well, I do think that there is that resilience um, within us. But I think that through the quiet times, you being in your cabin and you being reading or whatever that quiet moments for others is, is being able to kind of get through that murky and, and or scatteredness, whatever it is for someone. And then trying to see that other side. Um, I think that there's some individuals that are able to, to, I I mean, there must be a a resilience beyond, you know, um, and others aren't. And so that's kind of why we're here, right? We're here to kind of find these different um, integrative ways to kind of change um, people's perspective on this is not, you're not supposed to just be depressed or tired or fatigued or in pain. That's not just, that's not your um, as I called it, some individuals, that's not your story. Okay. That doesn't have to be your story, but if you want to sit in that story, you're going to sit in your basement, right? That's right. <laughs> if people give up their power. So, so what easy. do you do for those individuals that you may feel seem that are stuck, right? So I'm, I just wonder how you have, have you been able to, you work with some of those people or, or have you found that more people just come to you when they really need you? No, some of them, you know, I'm trying to get them over being stuck. And I have this interesting advantage that I'm working on their body while I'm talking to them. So I have some cool methods where I can make their nervous system switch from a sort of sympathetic mode to a parasympathetic mode right. and then talk to them while I'm doing it. So I can get them to see how they're pushing themselves back into that and areas where they are giving up their power. And, and I can get them to feel it in their body where it's like, okay, here's where you could change this to, to make a difference. And I think for and maybe two thirds of the people that come to see me, that works pretty well. And the other third, they're, they're holding on for dear life to that kind of emotion. Right. So. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I guess I can definitely, they, I'm thinking about it now. Um, so we're talking, you know, you were talking about different method or, or way, as I call it for patients and clients, what would you, um, 
say is something that you'd like to share with the audience um, as a little small tip for them? Yeah, I think if you're struggling in life or with your health, there's nothing more important than getting a sense of what's going on inside you. Like, what is your mind doing? What are your emotions doing? Because people tend to ignore their emotions or suppress them, or they let them completely run them and they think that their emotions own them. And those two things I think are so huge that most people miss because we've gotten so focused on the body, you know, and taking things here and taking things there that we miss how much is going on inside. And every once in a while, I have this funny image in my head that when I see people and I help them out and they go home and they're like smacking themselves in the face with how they think about things and their emotional states and things like that, because they've been trained away away from looking at them. They've been trained away from looking at what is your mind doing? What are your emotions doing? It's all about put your attention on everybody else. Um, and so there's a real art to putting your attention on yourself without judgment so that you can come back to yourself and then see what's going on. And that, if I could give everybody one thing, I would try to get everyone that perspective, you know, of looking at themselves inside for themselves and not for anyone else or not for their work or not for those things. Like what's actually going on inside you? So. Yeah, I bet you, um, yeah, to look within is is a challenge for many. I, I notice when I discuss with colleagues and clients and those, um, you know, it can be difficult per se, but yet I, I tell, you know, others it's, it could be pretty beautiful too. Um, from all the years that you've been working with patients and clients and those individuals and your writing, is there some advice you'd give yourself that you hadn't done, you know, 10 or 15 years ago that you do now? Well, it depends on what part of my process I was in, you know, when I was going through things. Because um, one of the things I would like to tell myself at some point is what I just kind of mentioned, you know, getting myself focused inside. I would very much like to be able to go back to when I was 10 and say, here's the infections you have right now. <laughs> here's, yeah. here's the kind of doctor that could help you because that took me decades to figure yeah. out. And at that point, some of those kinds of infections, they didn't even know were there and they didn't have testing methods. So, I, I you know, there's little things like that, but wow. it, it, you, you can't quite go back and what do that. What kind of infections were you induced with? Wow. So I had um, Borrelia and Bartonella and three oh, gosh. So, so you had um, the, uh, oh, and, and then you, did you go see a provider to get tested and everything? Oh, goodness. Yeah. So it took me a while to, to find one. And then I had a whole series of gut problems, like yeah. gut bites. And I know it's I so connected, the gut and the mind. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. And then, and then I had a surgery and that got infected with a couple of things. And so at one point I'm having like 12 infections running in my body before I really found someone that could figure a lot of that out. So that was a big part of the journey because, you know, I was talking to doctors and they were trying, but there's like, this is just you. And I'm like, no, it's not, there's something wrong here that I got to right. figure out. Right. So. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. There's, there's a, there is an underlying situation, you know, there's, it's not maybe a simple solution, but it, you know, different parts. And, and I'm glad that you were able to kind of, um, you know, find your path and then find a way to help, help others with your, you know, being a somatic therapist and such. Um, how can those reach you? Um, I'd love to, you know, I'll have it in the show notes, but how can those reach you and get a hold of your books that you have? Sure. So I call my, I originally called my system, the Nihon Vital Life Method, which was way too long. And one of my editors is like, why don't we shorten that? And so we took it, we took the NY from my last name and that word vitality, and we called it Nitality. And so the best way to find me where everything is kind of linked is my website, which is just nitality.com. Um, and you can find the books there and I'm putting out videos. I'm trying to reach people through books and videos and audio because people learn in so many different ways. And I really want to get all this stuff out of me to as many people as I could get. And uh, you can email me there if you have any specific questions and I can get back to people that way too. 
All right. That's awesome. No, I, I look forward to them reaching out to you and touching base and, uh, you know, um, for them to, so it's nitality, right? Yes. All right, I'll have it in the show notes for those listening. Um, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show, for taking a few minutes of your time and educating those on what you do and for them to learn more about you. And thank you guys for those watching that um, enjoying the Mindfully Integrative show. And this is Damaris Grossman. And make sure each and every day you find a mindful way. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G, reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.